Boom, boom. How's it going? How's it going? And uh, yeah, it's another day again where we come out and we talk about anything and everything around property. But in particular, when you see the colors red, yellow, and blue, and pink, and all of those other colors, with that guy there that I am talking to, you do know that it is town planning day. And uh, you all know I didn't take that test. He did. So let's find out from him on what we are going to be talking about today under town planning. Do we sign it? How's it going? I am good, Torai. Hope you are well and hope everyone watching, they are good, especially in these trying times. We will all come through it and we'll come over it. And one day we'll be able to meet again and have a party and have a pry and enjoy ourselves. For now, let's keep ourselves safe, social distancing, do not attend parties. Watch out if you were to go to a funeral, just keep yourself safe. We want you alive even after this pandemic. Fellow South Africans, Dimesani was being serious on that one. Wear your mask. Anyways, as we go along, Dimesani, we want to talk about res two today. What is res two? Okay, res two, it's just a higher development right than residential one. Remember I said residential one, it's where you have one unit with an outbuilding, where you have your servant quarters that they would normally stay there. Then res two now, we are just increasing the density. So we are taking the density a bit higher, meaning you can build two, three, four units on your land, depending on the density that is allocated for that particular area. So you are not gonna be restricted to say, uh, you can only build one big house and the other ones must be smaller. If a house, if your main house was 500 squares, then the other ones that you'll build will be 250 squares or will be, you know, 150 squares, but no. The rest two, it's just saying that you are just now increasing the density to be able to build more. And I would say to a lot of people, this is just for dwelling units. So dwelling units, meaning that try by all means to ensure that you build your normal houses on a sectional title also without doing a block of flats and all of that. Just build it flats, one story, two story buildings that would work for you. I'm a little bit confused. So, um, and I don't know, maybe because I confuse residential to uh so let me let me ask you a question to clarify mm -hmm. my confusion i stay on a i'm gonna give an example right i don't stay on a freestanding house uh I'm, I'm a little bit scared i stay in a complex i like the security that comes with it um but if i've got a house so zoning or in the entire country, we all properties are zoned, right? So maybe let's start off there so that we all know around it. All properties are zoned. They are zoned differently. There is a big project that's now happening within the town council where they're unifying the naming convention so that all the names yes. are the same. Yes. Um, so it's generally start off by zoning properties as zoned with agriculture. So the purpose of your land is agriculture. The second one is residential, but residential has got different categories. And because we invest heavily a lot in the residential space, 
this is why you hear us talking a lot about rate one, two, three, and all of those things. And uh, so, but it doesn't mean that these are the only options that are there. There's plenty of other industrial and things like that, which we are going to yes. cover in yes. the future. But we're talking about residential one. So residential one is you've got a house, one dwelling, and potentially with a servants quarters, right? Or a granny flat, as you might call it. Exactly, exactly. That is res one. But now res two, Dumisani, you are saying, I've got a house and this house is sitting maybe on a 2,000 squares, whatever the size of the stand is, the area, right? Yes. I can now build additional, additional dwellings over and above one and a granny. Is that what you're saying? Okay, so this is what I'm, I'm saying. On a, on a residential one, you have what we call a dwelling house. So here right. it says a dwelling house means a detached self-contained interconnected suite of rooms containing a kitchen and applicable ablution facilities, okay, for a living of a single family, okay? Right. Without, with or without outbuildings, okay? Then... On a residential two, we are talking about dwelling units. This one is a dwelling house. Then you're talking about dwelling units with an S, dwelling units, meaning no. many, not no. one. So it's many. And those, they do not have to contain the, the outbuildings, you see. Like in, in a complex where you stay, it might be a residential two. And if you were to have your seventh room or your seventh quarters, or it must, I believe it will be attached to your house. So either right, you put it right. on the ground floor, then it has its own entrance and exit at the back or that. You are not going to build it aside, being alone somewhere else, you see. Right, so it's right, within right. that, that unit of, of yours. So that's what I'm, I mean in a, simpler, in a simpler way. So what would be the difference of subdivision in race two? All right. Subdivision, you can have it on residential one. And you by the way, uh, while Dumisan is speaking, the subdivisions, we did a video a while back around subdivisions, and you can check it out on what subdivision is, and you can check it out in more in detail. Uh, but here, I'm just wanting us saying that we're talking about race two. To me, in my mind, it almost sounds like race two and subdivision could be one and the same thing. Uh, but let's hear from Dumisan here. Yes, a subdivision. It can be done on residential one or on residential two. The subdivision right. gives you more yield, but it still allows on residential one, it allows you to still have your servant quarters or your outbuildings. But on residential two, you are still not going to have that use of the outbuildings. You see, mm. it will still be, you'd, you'd just be subdividing to increase the number of units, yeah. but there's yeah. certain yeah. things that you are still not going to get In that you have. In other words, I can do a subdivision and build a house and a seventh quarters. But on residential one. On residential one. However, if I'm in a uh, race two, all I can do now is to have on one earth multiple units. So I'm just increasing the number of units that I've got. Okay, I get it. Yes, yes. So that is that is what it will be, you see. So whether they are attached, detached, whether they are scattered ar ar around, 
that's what it actually gives you. So most, if not all, but most of the so-called complexes, golf estates and the likes, they normally go for residential too. Most of, of, of them, they go for residential too. That's However, it still has a subdivisions at times with it so that they still own their piece of land. 100%. What is the process though now of getting a res too? Or, I mean, um, we all now understand why we would want to have a, a res too. Obviously, it's to extend uh, the number of units that you can buy, I mean, build on a unit, on a one piece of stand. But what is the process that goes through into that? Uh, we spoke um, a while ago around processes. Every, every zoning, every consent, every engagement that you do with the council, it has a process. So on this one, what is the process of either moving from agriculture or from res one, and you are now wanting to go into res two? No, okay. The process that one would follow it will be similar to the one we, we did just in the recent past of a residential five, where right. one will appoint a town planner, the town planner would prepare an application that is called rezoning. So rezoning meaning just to change the current zoning to a higher zoning or to a different zoning. And right. the application right. would be submitted to council, get circulated to various departments. Some of them we spoke about intensely, I think in the previous videos to say, your sewer, your water, your electricity, your health, and the soil departments, uh, your roads and stormwater, your traffic, all of those, because they, they have to check when you put your, your development, what impact does it have on the current services of water in terms of capacity? Do we have enough capacity or we might need to upgrade in terms of traffic? How many new trip generations you'll be adding on the current trip generations that are there or on the current traffic volumes that are there. So that's why it gets circulated to all these different departments. Then it comes back to a town planner in the municipality now who's dealing with that file, who will assess all the comments, then do a recommendation to a technical com committee or a planning committee where the application sits there, then everyone will discuss it, then give conditions of approval, and it gets recommended for approval with conditions. It comes back to myself as your town planner, then I go and collect the approval, assist you in reading some of the conditions to say, here they are saying you must submit a site development plan, or you may, you may not submit, especially on res two. I think the other thing that adds a difference that if you were to develop on residential two, you must first submit a site development plan for any building that you are going to put. While on residential one, you don't need a site development plan, you see. Right. So right. the conditions right. will come and say, prior to you submitting your building plans, submit a site development plan to just show how the, the development is going to look. Then after its approval, you submit your building plans. Do you understand whilst we are on that? I'm always buying properties and I see that I have seen quite a lot of properties that I come with. A, and I'm talking about zoning here, where we're talking about race two, race one, and all of those things. And you come, you come through to a house and it's a it's zoned one, but there is a house on that property, so that's dwelling number one tick. There is a granny flat tick. And 
there's potentially maybe three or four more cottages or granny flats that have been built on on the same property. Fully, it can be a unit on its own, maybe a two bed, one bath, and maybe another one bed, one bath, and maybe a room, right? What, what is that then? Is it still raised one? Um, because I mean, if you were to look at it, it's still a raised one on paper, but the configuration doesn't speak to raised one. And yet everything has been approved by the council. So should I be worried when I see such kind of this? Because I, following our thinking process, and this is just a Tarai, you know, kind of like dumb head I'm wearing on here, I would have thought raised one would say, a dwelling and grade is flat. Raise two would be a dwelling and multiple units, you know, but, but I'm not a town planner. What okay. Yeah. Yes. So there's, especially in the city of Johannesburg, mm. um, there was a, now we have what we call the city of Joburg land use scheme, which was approved and started operating from 2018, okay? But prior to it, there was a lot of town planning schemes, the Johannesburg, the Aden Vale, the Midrand, the Santin, and all of that. However, the one for Johannesburg at the time, it had what we call subsidiary dwellings. So it would say to, to you, on your residential one, you can have your main dwelling and two subsidiary dwellings. The reason for two subsidiary dwellings, which I believe most municipalities are still missing is that remember when you have servants or people that work for you at home you normally have a gardener and you normally have a cleaner and in a traditional way a gardener will be a maid a cleaner will be a female so these are two people from different families they cannot share a unit so that's why it says two subsidiary weddings you see okay so at times you'll find they had approved it because of the servant quarters to say they must have two, whether attached or detached. So even in the new city of Joburg land use scheme, they have brought it in to say, you can have two subsidiary dwellings of that will not exceed 160 square meters in size, both. So it means there must be 80, 80 or 70, 90, you know, or they cannot be more than 90% of the main house, of the size of the main house, whichever is lesser, you see. So you would find that when you buy, whatever that you are buying, they have these subsidiary dwellings for areas that had was within the old, I'll call it old, the old uh, Johannesburg town planning scheme. But in other municipalities, one would have to just do a bit of in, intense research to say, why was that? Was on residential one, you just need a building that is the main house and the seven quarters, unless they had converted a garage into something else. Or alternatively, what they would have done, they would have applied for what we call a second dwelling. Yeah. So a second yeah. dwelling would be a granny flat. So a granny flat would be if I have my parents, they are old, they can't take care of themselves. I'll build them a second dwelling where they stay, but my servants also have their own place where they stay, you see? Right. So I might end up having three dwellings on res, on res one. The main dwelling, which is mine, the servant court quarters, and the second dwelling, which my mom or my dad or my aunt or my grandma or someone that I take care of, they stay there because they are now 
old, they can't take care of, the, of themselves. And I want them to be closer to me for me to be able to take care and monitor them. I like that. That's been extremely knowledgeable because I think we find a lot of these properties in, around. And the question now that we are learning on all of these things, the question that then comes to mind is, am I buying the right thing? Or is what I'm buying, is it correctly configured? Or is, is there something wrong? So thanks a lot on that, Dumisani. Ladies and gentlemen, bam, bam, you've heard it from Dumisani today. We were talking about res 2. And uh, we went in in-depth around this. And um, if you're one of those people who are wanting to buy a piece of land somewhere, or maybe you already have a house with a humongous stand, or you maybe own a farm or your grandfather owns a farm, now you know what is the process to actually just convert it from what res it is now, or maybe agriculture from whatever zoning it is into res two. It's pretty easy. The timeline on this one to be signed, do we again stick to around about six months to 18 months? Yes, you are looking at about six to 12 months. And right. also, yes, and, and also just take into account that anything that is agricultural that is a farm, you would need to go through now a, a little bit different process because it's not within an approved town township. So that you might need to do a township before it gets the right for race two. Yes. Also, there's a, there's a different layer that we need to go past. Yes. Does that, is that a step one or is it like in parallel? Okay, that would, when you do your township, it will be, I'm doing a township for residential two, not for residential one. So it's just one single application application because anything that you are moving from res one to res two three four and five mm -hmm. those are within an approved township that's when you can do a rezoning but anything that is in the farm or an agricultural holding there you do a township establishment which is the process i think we spoke about some time back that takes about 18 to 24 months because it needs a lot of professionals and all of that is a team yes 100 thanks a lot for having us and uh, we'll catch you again on the next videos. But if this has been of great information to you, we've got plenty of other videos like this one, educational around property. And uh, whenever we are with Dumisani, we are talking about town planning because he's the qualified guy to talk about town planning. Um, and um, now is the time to subscribe if you haven't subscribed. But We'll check you out on the next video and we're signing out.